I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Melanie Buchanan Farmer. She is an educator. She's been with APS. She's now with New Mexico Highlands University. She's the founder of Running 505 and the owner founder of BeFit 505 Gym. So thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So my first question is, how did running, how did running come into your life? Well, I've been an athlete all my life, um, starting off with soccer and swimming. And for the longest time, I, I really struggled with this idea of running outside of sport, you know, having that additional time to do something else. And when I was in high school, I think maybe it was fortunate. Um, I decided I would leave high school soccer and go to the women's league. And I felt a little freer with my time and started running more than running in the foothills and through the neighborhoods where my folks lived since I'm from here. And it just kind of started taking off as a way for, not really for training, but more for my, my own wellness, my mental health, especially once I graduated, started college, and also with meeting new people. You know, I think that was also a fun component of starting running. And it just kind of started building from there um, with myself. And as I started getting older and maybe even learning about different groups in the community, then I was able to just keep building it. That's awesome. I I do love how our running community here is so kind of open and, and we'll talk to people. You, you talked about meeting people and it, I mean, it can be so easy to see someone on a trail or running on tramway and just strike up a conversation with them. <laughs> Even though sometimes like, well, I, I got to finish my run. I got to, you know, it's, but it, it's, it's really easy to just talk to people about running. And, you know, luckily now we have so many more organizations that have fun runs that happen. So you'll see the same people, you know, you start striking up conversations with them there and saying, hey, I saw you at the last one. Or even if I'm, you know, here doing a race, but I see some people in Acoma during their race. It, it's nice just to have those familiar faces and saying hi and, and build a new community. You know, I think we all engage in different communities in life, but definitely a running, the running community is a special place. Right. And it is, it is pretty awesome that we are big enough here in Albuquerque that, I mean, you can find a race. I mean, obviously not this past year because of everything, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) generally speaking, I mean, you can find a race almost every weekend. Someone's putting on something, whether it's in Albuquerque or, you know, the surrounding area you know, allowing you to go out and whether you're, you're actually trying to race it and and improve times or, or to just be a part of the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and building not only the community for myself, but my family, it's very important. Um, You know, I got my mom to start running in her fifties and now she's, I call her a metal addict. She's ridiculous. She's 74. And I think she has the most medals I've ever seen. And she always says, you know, well, not many 70-year-olds are doing half marathons. And I said, you're right, they're not. And and that's great. And even her small number of people she comes across, you know, they see each other at all the races and, you know, have their own, you know, um, dueling at the different races because there's not many of them. So, yeah, it's it's really running is, it has definitely held a special place through the years for me. Yeah, I, and I find that. I want to be that person who's 70, 80 out there, you know, if it's a 5k, awesome. If it's longer, great. Like, so that's awesome that your mom's into it. And and that, you know, even though she started later in life, I think it's always helpful no matter when. And that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you is if, you know, when you kind of came into running to kind of as your own kind of release, if there was anybody else in your family that was running at the time. You know, it really was just me. I I think 
you know, my mom started, she was interested in, in, in building her own health as she aged. And, uh, of course my own child, um, whether he was enjoying it or not, you know, was brought to all of the races and is an athlete as well. He actually plays rugby for the university now, but sees that that helps also when you're stressed. It's just get out, go for a run. You can even go for a walk just to switch things up. Um, but yeah, at the time really it was just me just out. And, and I think there's a lot of strength in those solo miles. Um, being able to have that time to yourself is important. So even if you don't have a bunch of people to run with, I think there's, there's power in, in those times where you're out by yourself. Right. And one of the things I've talked about with, you know, some other educators I've had on is the day can be so stressful with all, you know, whether you're just dealing with the kids or, you know, the, the stuff coming down from administration, it is, it can make some days very long. And so having that kind of stress relief and, and not just in education, but in any, any um, career, it's uh it's an easy thing to have to be able to just I'm um, heading out the door for 10 minutes to you know over an hour you know whatever it is yeah so that's pretty amazing so how did running 505 kind of begin it came about through my PhD program uh, you know, when you're going through that dissertation process, you really have to find something you're interested in. You know, you're going to be reading a lot and researching something for endless hours. And I actually had started off in educational policy, but that's just a web of crazy. So I said, I'll never finish ever. Um, but I knew throughout the years as a classroom teacher, one of the components that I always integrated into my classroom was some sort of wellness focus, whether it was physical activity, nutritional, social, emotional, um, all the way from the beginning. And I started noticing, you know, with other classrooms, how kids would struggle as they got older, especially in middle school years. And that's where the focus kind of came was um, my, my dissertation. I wanted to really delve deeply into adolescent girls, uh, specifically sixth through eighth grades, and truly what are the effects from their point of view um, on integrating in some type of after-school wellness program. And really when I was done, because I kept sharing with everybody all that I was doing, and I was at Washington Middle School for this work, it was great. The principal at the time just embraced it. I just kept sharing with everybody, you know, oh, this is so great. Our mentors that volunteer kept coming in. And then when I was finishing up, everyone kept saying, okay, so we'll see you next year. And then other people came to me and said, so what about boys? And um, there's someone in the running community, Justin Weens. I don't know if you know him, um, but he came to me at a Roadrunners meeting and said he was interested if I was was willing to bring in a boys group and he would lead the boys group. So it changed from originally running girls 505 into running girls and running guys 505. And we had them both at Washington and it was really big. It was a big um, group that really started joining. Uh, word got out more in the community for people who wanted to volunteer mentor. Kids came from other schools that wanted to participate, especially the homeschool community. Um, and then from there, meeting with our board at Running 505, everyone said, why don't we just merge it together and just say Running 505? And so that's where, you know, the, the merging came together of having the group as one. And friends asked me who were, you know, at schools, hey, can we do um, a chapter at this school? And I thought, perfect. Why not? Because there's no cost. Um, I was getting donations of not only monetary donations to buy new shoes, because that's one of the biggest things is thank you for the hand-me-down shoes. I appreciate it, but they need new shoes. And so great collaboration with um, Heart and Soul and Bosky Running Shop. Still Lakaya, he helps us out at um, Sport Systems. Um, getting those new shoes to everybody. And it's just, it's just kind of growing. You know, we've had a few fundraising events called Runner's Ball. 
hopefully we'll have one this year. We haven't the last two years. But now we're at more than just Washington and the word's still getting out. And it's, it's pretty exciting, you know, to see where students are now. I actually just ran into a student at Flying Star a couple weeks ago and her aunt came up to me and I recognized her aunt because she would always pick me up. But, you know, the other little girl had on her mask. So I think, I kept thinking to myself, I think I know who that is. And she said, are you Melanie? And I, I said, yes. And she said, I don't know if you remember my niece, but she was one of the homeschool kids who went to Mark Twain's running 505. And she's a senior now in high school and I'm going to try to bring her into helping me at Manzano Mesa this year. So it's kind of that full circle of, of what the intention is behind running 505. It's been pretty exciting. That's, that's amazing. I mean, it's always fun as an educator, you know, seeing those kids that come back and seeing how they've grown, but you know, this other aspect of not only seeing that, but like now seeing them wanting to kind of get back to the community that helped them which is always just, it, it's great to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just even the growth from one school year with the kids. And, and that's one of the biggest, I think, components to our program is the mentorship that we have from the adults that come in. Because I ask that it's, you know, commit for the year because it's not just a drop in every week to go on a run. It's We're doing lessons every week based on social, emotional, nutritional, and we want kids to be able to open up and get to know you and really reflect upon themselves. And it's in turn, the mentors are having an opportunity to do that for themselves um, with the different lessons that we have. And yeah, thinking about this girl who may be coming back as a mentor now, it's, it's pretty cool. Do you create the the lessons or are those things you you research to kind of provide for um, the other mentors? Ultimately, in the end, I've created different modules based on the topic areas. And they're, they come from, you know, my knowledge of development and teaching and curriculum development. But also I come up with some ideas also from the Women's Sports Federation, for example. They've got a great curriculum. Um, which I can't think of offhand, Girl, go, go, Girl, Go, I think is what it's called. And then they have a boy component too. So of course, because we merged male and female, then I had to tweak it a little bit. But um, we have modules online that the, men, the lead mentors at the schools that they do the lessons, they'll pull up and, and instill with all the kids. That's really cool. <laughs> I, I just, I love the whole idea and I love, um, you know, looking at your website, you know, that it's, it's focused on this wellness and not so much on the competitiveness. And, you know, I think there's something to competitiveness, obviously. I mean, I'm a coach, I'm, I'm trying to kind of work with that with the kids. But ultimately, I want them to know that running is something they can always come back to. It doesn't have to be super competitive. It can just be for mental health for weight loss for, I mean, not necessarily weight loss, but like, um, you know, just feeling better about themselves really. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love that that's kind of part of your whole mission. Yeah. It's accessibility, right? Accessibility and equity to a program that is for everybody and anybody. And we start off where they're at. So there's definitely been kids who, you know, when Justin was running with us, he would take the really quick kids because he can do that. (laughs) And they in turn are, I think there's a few of them that are running high school now, you know, it's kind of, we're giving them that stepping stone that maybe they probably wouldn't have ever experienced had we not given them that time and opportunity. Um, It's almost like, you know, bringing it back to schools. I, I really try to, in my brain, I have education, I have wellness, I have kind of everything flowing in my head at once. And I think about schools in our community that we see as successful, doing well, you know, getting the grade, but there's still a large component of kids at those schools that are not, they're still struggling. So that's kind of where we come in to say, hey, that's cool. We're going to take that cadre and say, we're not leaving you behind. We're starting where you're at and we're going to build you to wherever you decide to go. 
And especially with fifth through eighth graders, oh my gosh, you know, they come in and some days they look at you and go, yeah, I'm not doing anything today. I don't even want to run. I don't want to walk. And it, it really takes the conversation of the mentors to say, I totally get it. I was there the other day, but boy, I felt better after, even if I just went out walking. And it, it's hard when you have a competitive program to be able to take that to a level and say, okay, cool, we'll do something else, but we're still going to do something, you know, and, and hopefully pushing them because we do um, participate in monthly fun runs, um, monthly 5Ks that we want them to grow. And um, I forget what year it was, but we had a lot of really strong participants I want to say it was the second or third year. And we started in the beginning of the year where most kids don't even know what I'm talking about when I say, let's just do maybe an interval run, you know, something easy that their goal starting in February was to run the 10 K and one kid ran a half marathon at the zoo run. Wow. So how cool is that to see these kids from the beginning grow to, I actually like this and I have, that goal and that intention that maybe we can learn to transfer to other things. Right. And I, I, that's, I I love that, that point, you know, that transferring because running when you're, especially when you're new to it, but even when you're not new to it, I mean, you have days that do not feel good. (laughs) You have, you know, your legs may be tight, your muscles are sore, but in the long run, it's going to help you to get out that door and, and get a mile or two or, you know, what, wherever level you're at. And to be able to teach kids that, that they can kind of persevere through times when they're not feeling it. I mean, again, especially at, that, at those middle school grades when it's so easy, like you said, for them to come in and say, no, I'm not doing anything today, you know, and mm-hmm. just have that mentality of I'm done. Yeah, and lots of times... Again, mentorship is a big key to this. Having conversations when they're walking, it most of the time it turns out, wow, they had a crazy day and I don't blame them. You know, whether it's with teachers, relationships, other kid relationships or at home, you know, by the end of the day when we meet, a lot of kids are just holding it together until the end of the day. And then we're there going, hey, let's go run and feel good about ourselves. And most of them are have, have had it. They are, they've reached their capacity. But like you said, you know, transferring it to other things, how many times as adults have we come many times throughout the day where we've reached our capacity, but you know what, we still got to move forward and figure out how to do it. And so if we can do that for kids earlier, how great would that be as they, you know, engage in high school or college or careers further on down the road? Right. And I, I, and I just love this idea of trying to bring, you know, wellness and movement into those middle grades, you know, and as sixth graders, they get their PE time, but seventh and eighth grade, you know, it's just, it's regular and they, you know, it's a hard transition to go from elementary school where you're getting two to three breaks through the day of recess and, you know, most of the teachers are incorporating some sort of brain breaks to kind of switch things up. And then you're going into middle school. And I don't know too much because I've never actually taught middle school, but just seeing, you know, my own kid and, and talk to some other kids. It's, it's just a quick, it's a hard shift over to now you're in the classroom all day and we're just kind of working. There is no brain break. There is no getting up in movements in a lot of the classrooms. Yeah, and that's another component I try to do with my teachers at New Mexico Highlands is talk about it doesn't matter what grade you're teaching, pre-K through 12th, even higher ed, we still need that. And so figuring out how to have the balance of curriculum with wellness is really hard when you're teaching social studies. But I always tell them, you know, what if you did integrate that in, whether it be a brain break, 30 seconds, this is the research that shows it and you'll get a lot more out of kids when you integrate that in. Exactly. I, <laughs> I completely agree with you. Um, 
I also get, you know, I said there's, it's easy to fall into the trap of, I just got to push this content and I got to do this, but you know, developmentally at all levels, it's, I mean, even adults, adults need <laughs> brain breaks and movements and, and that as well. So that's, yeah. that's awesome that you're, you're helping to show the, the next generation of teachers that too. And the current ones. <laughs> and the, well, yeah, the current ones that are going back for masters too. I got to work know. And, you know, coming back from COVID, you know, we're in a, a new time of activity, really. <laughs> exactly. Well, and, that, and that's one thing, you know, I, I really kind of wanted to highlight you guys because I think it is so important after this past, you know, year plus where kids weren't really in the classroom, some came back late in the spring. But to a lot of kids, you know, this is a big, this has been a long break, you know, and a lot of stress for some kids. And to be able to have something to help them kind of release things after school, to be getting these lessons, these social emotional, these wellness lessons when, I mean, there's lots of kids who were at home and, and you know, their, their go-to snack is a bag of chips or, you know, the candy or, you know, whatever it is. And, and just trying to help them in that whole wellness package and feeling better about themselves and everything. And I just, I think this is a great program in overall, but especially heading into this year, I think it would be very worthwhile to a lot of people. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited and looking forward to getting started again. Um, we completely stopped dead in our tracks uh, in March, 2020, and we really have not done anything until now and i know our lead mentors who have been in the program for a while are just jonesing to get started and be with kids and get started on the routine of our program and it's exciting and and what's even better is we have two new groups that are starting with us i mean how is that possible coming out of covid you know i think part of it is seeing what we can do uh, for the community especially during this time as well as those supports, again, one of them is a middle school, so it's exciting that they're joining specific because the other ones are, they're elementary, uh, so it's still fifth through eighth grades, but at that school, only the fifth graders are able to participate. We're able to see neighboring schools come in and participate um, if they're older, or like I said earlier, homeschool kids are, are absolutely welcome to be a part of the process as well. I really like the idea sometimes of those elementary schools at that fifth grade because it can seem like, a, oh, the fifth graders get to do this, right? And so it's it's something they can kind of look forward to participating as they get older. Like, oh, I want to do that because that's something that the fifth graders get to do. Exactly. It is something that's exciting for the younger ones to see. And really, a lot of questions always come up to me, you know, well, my kid's in fourth grade too and fifth grade. Can we do it? And I always tell them no, because our lessons are age appropriate for fifth through eighth grade. You don't want your fourth or third grader hearing some of the things we're talking about, maybe that's not appropriate. So at the way that we can, you know, still talk about them, you know, different topics at all grade levels, but we're not going to differentiate for this, for this after school. No, and I think that's great. That was my, one of my questions I was going to ask if you ever thought about extending it. But that makes sense as far as the the lessons and what they can, you know, at, at their at their level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it needs to be appropriate for that developmental understanding. And while most of our lead mentors are teachers, I this is also their time, you know, to be a great mentor and I don't want them to have to differentiate a whole other lesson when it's already has a module ready for them. And I want them to be successful at, at leading a school and the class and the program and then, and do what we have for fun to be outside and go on a run in the community. That's kind of the, the second part is community, knowing your community. A lot of times kids, they drive home, they go to school and that's it. They don't really know what's out in the community. Even, you know, Pajarito is one of my favorite places for that site because we run the ditches. You know, how cool is that? We 
we stop and say hi to the horses and the goats. And then you go to the other end of town where it's urban, you know, bandolier where we're running the streets and old, you know, Nob Hill area, kind of cool seeing that. And it's just, it's just really exploring what can you find in your community, in your neighborhood. I know at Mark Twain, they go on mural hunts, you know, because there's different murals in their community that they can find. Um, part A, getting the lessons, understanding how it connects. Part B, what about my community? Because we want our kids to say, I'm having a day. All you have to do is go out outside your door and go for a walk or a run, and maybe you'll find some of those things that we found. I remember one time at Washington, we were, dry, we were running Old Town. Great. Excuse me. One of the girls said, oh, that's my grandma's house. And next time we ran by there, her grandma came out and she had food for us and snacks and water. And I thought, this is so awesome. You know, really, really getting down to what community means when you're out running it and having family members know what we're doing and participating in various ways. Uh, parents, uh, I'll always register one parent for all of our fun runs. So we try to really make it engaging for everybody. That's, that's awesome. That's great. And I can, I'm, I'm, I can picture it, you know, these, these different areas and, um, you know, even thinking to, to the school I teach at and like, Oh, where would, if I was doing it, where would I take the kids to show them? Cause there's so many little parks around and, you know, a lot of them probably just go to the same one and there's like four right in the same area that are, super easy to get to and there's kids that have probably only been to one you know yeah exactly you know what what's really out there and also engaging in the community as far as businesses in the community you know we do field trips i'll always tell the mentors hey if you want to do a field trip let me know tell me where you're going and how far it is so i can reach out to the business uh you know when we were at washington we would go to the museum we would go to the zoo we would hit up um, Golden Crown Panaderia and he would do a tour for us. Every year at in December and May, I let them go to a restaurant for a drink. So some people go to Starbucks and get hot cocoa. Um, when I was at Monta Vista, they and Bandelier went to Michael Thomas Coffee. So it's just kind of, it's kind of cool to say, hey, we're here to the business community also. And how, what, what's your interest in being able to support our youth that are coming up in the community? I, I love that. I mean, it really, you've mentioned it some, so many times about the, you know, that community integration. And I think, you know, running is such an easy way to integrate with the community because there's so many people that are involved in it in different ways and to, and, and want to see kids you know, being healthy and doing this. And so I think that's just, just wonderful, really. <laughs> it's just, it, it, you know, there's a lot of programs. We were talking about this before. There's a lot of clubs, you know, for kids that are out there. And, you know, even the middle school and high school cross country track programs, you know, our goal is to, to build the kids and in, into competitive runners as well as lifelong runners. But mm -hmm you guys are, are really kind of bringing in that community like you talked about in such a different way that is, I think, so informative to the kids too because now they're they're getting to, like you said, they're getting to see businesses that maybe they didn't realize were nearby or in their area or maybe getting introduced to something that they might get passionate about as they become adults, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... You know, even our city workers, you know, I'm working really hard right now to collaborate with AFD or it's AFR now and um, APD, you know, having them come out and having being mentors and being able to have that lens of, hey, let's let's build this up also. You know, I think absolutely community is very huge for me, whether it be running family, running 505, the education community. And I think one area that I'm really strong with is being able to have that lens of how do I bring it all together. And it's really hard for a lot of people to see that there is such an important connectivity component that it's that puzzle, you know, and when you're missing a piece of the puzzle, 
that's where things fall apart. And I think a lot in our city maybe is missing a lot of those puzzle pieces because people are keeping them separated and out. And we really need to start working together in a sense of bringing all those puzzle pieces together and supporting all components so that we function cohesively and productively as a community in the Albuquerque area. No, I, I think that's, I think you hit the nail on the head on that. There are even sometimes just going from one part of the city to another part of the city, it can seem so disconnected because of how different the areas are, not just how they look and how they're structured. Like you talked about running, you know, if, you, if you're running down in the valley, you're going to see horses and, and geese and different things. And if you're up in, you know, near the foothills or like you said, more or urban area, you know, you're not going to have that same experience. You don't, you're not on the, on the arroyos as much. You're, you're more on the concrete and it is a completely different um, feeling and it's, and it's, um, you know, and then you have the, the socioeconomic stuff with it. I mean, there's so many differences that it can make the city feel like not cohesive. And, and we should be, right? Because everyone has a place for whether it be economic development or community development. And one, one area that I really love is when we come together for the fun runs every month because everyone's there. And so I'll hear the kids say, well, where do you go to school? Where's that? And just think, you know, if we start having kids understand that there's different areas of the city, same thing with if we teach them that they can run for stress or, or learn more, then as they grow older, I could, I mean, I, you know, I have these, these visuals of kids as they get older and say, oh, I met a kid from Running 505 who used to live in that area because we would talk about it when we got together. And then who knows what would happen, you know, and I'm hoping of doing some type of video chat meetup between, you know, the running 505 groups. It's a little harder because we all meet on different days um, based on when each mentor is able to do it. But, you know, that, that would be kind of fun to have a video check-in from for all the kids so that they can start seeing everybody. You know, that's one thing that is kind of, I don't want to say a blessing, but... <laughs> One thing that, it, you know, out of out of this time with COVID and everybody getting used to these video calls and everything, you start thinking of different ways of like, oh, well, how can I use that? How can I incorporate that? How can I keep that in a way that still is valuable to what I'm doing now? And I think that's a great, um, a great use of that, you know, even if it's maybe not live, but, you know, just they can do pre-recorded things to send to each other, even that. Yeah, now you got, yeah. got me thinking. <laughs> I know. Now I'm thinking, yes, I think this could happen. So we use a, a group, the group me app just to, for myself to organize everybody. But yeah, I could see everyone doing a little video to share out to other, other schools as a hi and playing them, you know? Yeah. Thanks for the idea. Yeah. Great. I, uh, teacher resource, uh, Flipgrid <laughs> is a good one for, yeah for that, that might work. It might be an, an easy way to do that too. And kids can do their own individual things. I like it. Great. I like it. All right. <laughs> got some planning going on. <laughs> uh, so you, you talk about doing these races uh, once a month. Do you have specific ones? Do you work with a specific race director or is it just kind of how they fall? Primarily, we work with Lakaya Daly with his races. He's so great about supporting us. He was the first, really. Um, Matt over at Heart and Soul, you know, bringing the kids to his fun runs on full moon runs when he has them. And then also, I know a few weeks ago, you had Run Fit On um, with Stephen Pino, and he has just been great with um, letting us come in. And, you know, I'm able to pay for our mentors. And again, one parent. But all the kids, you know, they get to run and enjoy that month, fun run with each other. Those are the main groups that I work with. And then we just started um, our own little fun run through Running 505 that we're starting to build. We've had two now. Uh, it's the first day of the month fun run and walk. And we're doing it from our gym that we opened 
first of the month, 7 p.m. It's just free for everybody in the community just to come out for a walk or a run and just enjoy time together. So we're building that one also. So different, different things that we can do. I know that in the past, kids who've really embraced this idea of running and are interested more in races, uh, we've done a couple of collaborations down in Los Lunas with King of the Hill. One of the, the race director and his wife, she actually was one of our first mentors down at Washington and Mariah, and she's been really great about inviting the kids to participate there for King of the Hill. That's that's awesome. And those are some great people. I really like what, what Steven's doing. And, you know, I this you know, the second time you've kind of shouted out, but really, I mean, the running shoe, the running stores, the communities that they've built to help out, um, you know, Heart and Soul has done a lot for the community. Lakaya with Bluskin with sports systems now is, uh, you know, really the great, great people to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm all about shout out with local community people. Absolutely. We all need that. You know, it's, it's funny, you know, people who aren't from here or just moved here and they think, oh, it's the biggest city in New Mexico. And I always tell them it's, it's really not that big. It's a little big city. It's maybe half a degree of separation from people. And that's what it's about, you know, supporting each other through all of these endeavors that are common. Uh, it, absolutely. And especially if you get in the running community, then it makes it even smaller because then you know this, Vita, just so many little connections. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so you talked about opening your gym and that's where you're doing your runs out of. Uh, where is that located? We are right on the southwest corner of Wantabo and Central. So we're near the Eubank Air Force Base entrance. We're near the Eubank um, Costco. And long-term plan was to try to figure out how to reach more of the community with running 505. And a friend of ours who owned a gym, um, we kind of toyed around with maybe it's a gym. Maybe we open a gym and that's the next step. And this past November, December, maybe it started in October, he started talking about saying, you know, I think I'm done owning a gym and I don't know what I'm going to do next. And I thought maybe it's time and in COVID and a pandemic to (laughs) buy a gym, I guess. (laughs) And we did. And it's, it's considered um, a community collaborative gym based on the idea of a nonprofit because we're connected with running 505. So our overarching gym is called Be Fit 505. We also have a CrossFit affiliate called Berka CrossFit. So it's kind of the three entities of Berka CrossFit, BFIT 505, and Running 505. And it's great with our affiliate because through CrossFit, we're able to put on lots of free events, um, specializing in kids, education, anyone in education, pre-K through higher ed, and uh, our veterans and seniors. And so that's kind of where the CrossFit element comes in. And then with BFIT, people who are interested in collaborating with us and training out of here, we have a women's barbell club um, called the Lady Nerds Barbell Club, and they have a weightlifting group. And so by their participation, it supports running 505 by the members who are outside of our categories, who are members at BFIT, that money helps Running 505. And then Running 505, we have free kids classes. The kids who are in Running 505 can come work out at the gym for free at any of our classes, as well as their parents have a significant membership decrease also to, to make that accessible to them. It's pretty exciting. Uh, we're, you know, building and learning and we're in a great building where the owner sees the vision of what we're trying to do and is very supportive in what we're doing also. It, it's kind of a synchronicity kind of thing that's been happening. And, and now it's just about getting the word out so that people know that we have this great gym and uh, it's open up to everybody to participate. And we're a high-functioning facility for training and long-term wellness for everybody. And it supports Running 505. That's amazing (laughs) it's it's pretty cool you know it's like i said i i in order for me to 
function with all these things going on. I have to really bring things together. And, you know, as far as with education, um, I'm doing emotional resilience right now for educators and starting a seminar here at the gym where it's, you know, this year-long emotional resilience for our adults who are supporting our kids and the principals, and then seeing how that transitions over. So that's also a big thing that's happening um, at the gym also is for our, our people who work in schools. That is awesome. And, I, you know, I was going to ask you that, like, you are doing so much. How do you manage it all? <laughs> I sleep really good at night. <laughs> and apparently I conduct a lot of meetings at night. My husband tells me, he said, oh, you had another meeting all night. And <laughs> I guess I get things done while I sleep too. But, you know, it, it really, if you, if I map it out, you know, and really, if somebody looks at all the things I do, they're really all connected. And, you know, whether it be my university professorship, teaching teachers, I integrate in the importance of not only teaching English as a second language, right? Because that's kind of my forte is bilingual and TESOL, but also how does wellness happen? And then in turn, you know, how can we increase equity, have a strong understanding of how that affects education? And then as a teacher in running 505, you know, we're teaching kids different things and we can't do it all without the big lens of the community. That's, I, I, it's just fantastic. And I mean, like you said, it, it, the way that you incorporate everything, I can see how that would make it easier. It's still a lot. And I still think it's, it's fantastic. And I really hope that this year you guys are continue, you know, to grow and, and, you know, kind of share this message with more kids. Yeah, more kids more family, more in the community, more educators. Absolutely. And of course, I always am open to assistance and help. You know, I'm always looking for not only mentors, right? We need mentors as we're starting running 505. Um, best scenario is three kids to one adult, especially when we go out running in the community. In the past, we've had a really good partnership with Sandia Labs. They have release to be able to volunteer. So I'm hoping we're able to get some of them as well as a collaboration with the exercise sciences club at the university of New Mexico. It's great. They have a club that they do volunteering and hopefully we're going to get another group of them to come out and, and support us with mentorships also. Um, and then of course kids, you know, we need, we need those kids to participate and, and we do take safe measures, of course. You know, I think that's a big question on everyone's mind lately is, okay, well, that's great, but how are my kids going to be safe? How are the adults going to be safe? And, you know, just like anybody else, we take measures and knowing that wellness is, wellness is our big component, right? So we want to keep everyone well in all capacities. So having the kids there, having the mentors there for running 505, and then, you know, for any of those wonderful grant writers out there, I would love to talk with you also. I think that would be beneficial. Um, I, yeah, you know, there's, I, I acknowledge that there's only so many hours in the day. There's a reality of that. So <laughs> working on, on, on that balance is important. And, and learning how to run a business now. When a different lens of running a nonprofit, it's, it's different. I, I can only imagine so if somebody wanted to become a mentor, how would they go about doing that? They can jump on our website, running505.com. There's a link there for people who are interested in mentoring. Uh, give me an email, youthrunning505 at gmail.com. I'll be meeting with our main mentors in a couple weeks just to solidify their days and hours that they're going to be uh, leading their groups. And once that's out, I'll have it on the website as an update. I need to update it, actually, because um, they're not current. And just let us know. And then once the mentors are get, getting ready to start, we just, we just get going. And, you know, like I said earlier, 
longer term, volunteering is definitely the best. Um, I do know a couple of people who they said, hey, count us in absolutely for every race so that they'll be there for the race to be there. You know, I think that's important to have that commonality there also. For the most part, having mentors there as much as possible from August through through May, which is what our season is. Our season is the school year. Um, it's a commitment, but it it's, you know, once a week for 90 minutes and the outcome of it is just very beneficial. Like I said, the labs have a release for people who are interested in volunteering. I know some businesses they do also, and they require, you know, sign off and I have no problem signing off of participation that happens for people. So I always say, ask your business because a lot of times they'll say, yeah, we want people volunteering in the community. So they're afraid to ask. And most of the time they do, they do allow that. That's, that's awesome. And like you said, I mean, for, for one day a week for 90 minutes, you know, that's not definitely not the, it's not every day. So <laughs> no, and you get in a run, you know, you also get a run in or walk, you know, I know there's been many mentors who come and they say, I don't run. And I say, cool. Okay. Walk, you know, there's going to be kids who come in and say, I don't run. I'm not a runner. Okay, great. Well, we walk and they build. And that's where it starts, you know, whether you're an adult or a kid. And how cool is that to show kids that adults start from somewhere too and grow? And so there's benefits for mentors to participate as well. That's that's great. Do you have, since you guys, you know, obviously haven't had this, um, this summer to meet up very much or anything, you're just going to be starting. Does this mean the, the first race the kids will do will probably be in September? Or are you It'll still going to be gonna- October. October. Okay. Yeah. I, I really want kids and families to understand what we're about and be sustainable. So October will be our first run. Absolutely. That's good. I'm sure that they will be excited for it. Yeah. And actually now that I'm saying that, I think we do participate in the Sesos run. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's supporting the acequias throughout the city and all the ditches. And so I'll have to reach out to see if they're having their run because we do do that. And I think it is in September. I'm going to have to check. Uh, it's a great run. It, it, the money goes toward the farming communities and making sure that the acequias are all cleaned out and ready for farm, you know, for that last bit of farming that's going on. So it's a good one also. Have to check out to see if they're doing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't heard of that one. So that, that got me interested. It's mm-hmm. It's amazing. And I've talked about it a lot here, but you know, over this whole time of, you know, no races and stuff and all the virtual races, I really started thinking about what I was putting my money towards in racing and where I wanted that money to go. And, you know, we're definitely in no shortage of wonderful places to, <laughs> to give money to at races here in Albuquerque. But, you know, it, it does. I'm definitely more, you know, a lot of times thinking more of who, you know, who is this money benefiting? Who is it helping? And really, you know, what, what, you know, where do I want to put my money towards? Absolutely. Local is important. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So for the kiddos who want to get involved, um, if they're not at a, at a school that has a site, you know, and they have a site that's close by, how do they kind of get, involved with that yeah parents same thing just contact me so that you know when they're meeting what's going on and i will let the lead mentor know if you're going to show up and they just they take them to wherever the group is meeting for the most part if it's a classroom teacher that's already there they'll meet in their classroom or um some schools meet in the library it just it just depends on where they're meeting and and they just need to drop their kids off you know bring them to participate and pick them up after. That's awesome. Simple. <laughs> yeah, simple. Exactly. It's easy. Love it. I absolutely love it. Um, well, I mean, like I said, I, I think what you're doing is amazing. I, you know, when you first started this as, as a dissertation, like, did you actually, did you ever imagine it would grow to this level? No, I was just trying to get my dissertation done with something that I really like doing. 
Um, yeah, I did it. You know, I never thought, okay, well, when we're done, we're going to keep building this thing and see what happens. It, it really was indicative of what results came from with what the community was saying. You know, don't stop. Keep going. It's unique. It's something that's accessible to everybody. And it's a nice surprise of where we've come, you know, back in 2011, when I first started the research for it and getting it going, yeah, I never thought, oh, one day we're going to own a gym and connect it to the nonprofit and it's going to be bigger. You know, no, I never thought that. And it's pretty cool to see where it's grown from. That's pretty amazing. 10, 10 years now then. Yeah. Wow. And you've made it through this <laughs> crazy last year. So. I know. It's been hard, you know, like anybody else. And and it almost feels like we're starting all over again. Even though we have set schools, it still feels like we're starting all over again because we would have that continuity of students seeing other students. And, you know, they don't remember anything. So from the last, you know, what running 505? I don't know what you're talking about. Right. So, you know, we are we are starting over and building up our name in the schools that we're at and in the greater community because we did you know and i'll say maybe part fault of my own trying to deal with covid we completely stopped and have done nothing some posts here and here and then on social media but you know it was rough it was it was definitely a hard time um for me since i'm the one who is putting everything out there and organizing and meeting it and I think it'll be okay, you know, that we're starting from the beginning um, because we still have a, a name out there a little bit from people and we're still kind of mediating what it's going to be like safety-wise, um, kind of still up in the air, but no matter what we do, we're going to do something to make sure that, that we're getting going with running 505 in one way or another. I think that... Um... I'm sure that you were dealing with it, you know, kind of a, I don't want to necessarily call it a depression, but I mean, a lot of the high school coaches I I were talking to, you know, it was hard to see, you know, seniors or juniors even kind of losing parts of years or, or not getting to kind of end the program that you, you know, would normally expect. And, and, you know, to cut a program short like that, you had eighth graders who were probably excited for, you know, whatever their last race was going to be as part of the program in May, and they and they never got to do it. And then the seventh graders from the previous year, you know, going into eighth grade, kind of missing out on all of that as well. And so I can definitely see how that was a little um, unmotivating <laughs> to, I to, think that's to process that. Yeah, to process it and the unmotivation. We'd, we didn't have our final two months. We didn't really say goodbye to our group that we'd been with since August. And with that, I apologize to the Running 505 community who, are, who were participating with us that, that spring of Running 505 because it's kind of like we just stopped and stopped communication, stopped everything, stopped social media. And yeah, I would say a little bit of a depression for sure, right? Because you're going and you're excited and then all of a sudden the brakes are put on, you know, full, full stop. And trying to navigate that as, as someone who, as you have said, I do a lot and to not have anything, it was, it was really, it was weird, you know, and it was hard because I didn't have any of that anymore and trying to navigate not only that, but, you know, working at the university, I still had student teachers in schools going, I don't know what they're doing and me going, I don't know either. I really don't know. And it was kind of that weird hit all over the place. So Another reason to be super excited and and really try to figure out, regardless of what happens moving forward, we're still going to do something in some capacity, but definitely count us in for for being there this year. Awesome. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are are back. I'm glad that you guys are here. I'm excited for everything that you guys are going to do and all the kids that are going to participate and the mentors and the families and all the community stuff. Like, I am... You know, I'm, I'm just learning about you guys, you know, really, too. And I'm I'm just excited. And, and I want to go to my school now and be like, all right, who, who wants to take this over? Because I, I, I can't, but <laughs> yes. who wants to be a part? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, please do that. If you, you and other people out there who are at schools and are interested, I mean, really, there is no cost 
at all. Um, we survive completely on donations and our runner's ball that we have in the spring. Obviously, we haven't had that in two years, so we would love to have support from the community on donations or come join the gym, you know, because you can work out and part of the money goes to running 505, so you can help that way too. But yeah, I think that's one of the ways that, for example, Ernie Pyle Middle School is starting this year is someone said, hey, well, we want to do that here. Let's do it. And so giving them the support that they need to make that happen. I, I love it. I think it's, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I will make sure that I share this with, with my school. We're near uh, Madison Middle School. I know a few teachers there, so I'm going to put the bug in their ears as well and we'll see what, see what happens, at least on that side. <laughs> yeah. Tell them about that. Tell them about the emotional resilience stuff. It's, it's all, it's all good things that are happening and we need all good things right now. I think um, we're there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's a great note to kind of wrap up on because positivity is definitely what we need to go for this year. Yep. So uh, I just have my last question that I ask everybody, and that is, what are you listening to to kind of get you going, moving, ready for your run? It bounces between music and podcasts. Uh, I try to do that continual learning for myself also and kind of ingraining myself with the work that I'm doing, whether it be here at the gym. So listening to things like pursuing health podcasts, that's great. Just different podcasts to kind of get that lens going in my mind. If I'm going on a shorter run, that's usually what I, what I turn on. Um, if I'm headed to the gym, I have a mix. It's funny. Um, people laugh at me sometimes when I'm out at the gym or on runs. I either have, you know, good old alternative Generation X right here person music, or I will put on the chillest music ever. And I find that if I'm doing a long run, I need a chill type of playlist in my mind, in my ears, because it keeps my heart rate down. And I just kind of, kind of go with it versus just plowing through it with, with the music that I'm listening to. It's funny. I, I've been in music myself for a long, all my life, you know, playing instruments and my body moves to rhythm. And so if I have a high pitched rhythm going, my body moves like that. And sometimes I lose energy quick. So if I know I'm going on a longer run, well, Nora Jones, relaxation or, or zoning out, listening to a podcast for sure. That's, that's awesome. And I definitely get the, like that rhythm part. Sometimes if I'm on a, if I'm on a longer run, Cause I'll do the, I, I do the same thing. I try to balance between music and podcasts and I've gotten a little too heavy on the podcast recently, but because there's just so many out there with so much good information and mm -hmm. teaching and running and, and just learning. I mean, just, but some of those long runs, just having something nice and chill that just kind of like steady is just I, I I feel you on that one. <laughs> yeah, rhythm. Rhythm is in running, right? So it's in the music and the rhythm is in the running. So I always talk about that with the kids too in running 505. You know, listen to the rhythm. Try to put your feet in that cadence and see how, how it changes. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I We talk about that, you know, at the high school level, just sometimes just messing around. Like when we all get in the same rhythm together and our feet are all hitting the ground at the same time, something about that just so hypnotizing almost. Right. And you can channel that right into whatever distance you're doing or however you're feeling, or if you're doing road or trail, I probably pay attention a little bit more on trail and don't listen to podcasts as much, but yeah. it's still, it's still great, you know, to, to tune out. And sometimes I don't listen to anything. You know, just that listening of nature. I tend to run early in the morning, so it's quiet and hearing just what's out there. Sometimes the silence is just as powerful during my runs as much as putting stuff in my ear that's not a natural source. Right. That's awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me today. This was great. I hope you guys do wonderful this year you know men you know the the whole community of it and you know is there anything else you'd like to add before i let you go 
Well, first, thanks for getting the word out some more about us and being interested in the philosophy that I'm trying to hold on to with Running 505. And keep in mind about our program. Uh, check out the website. Go to our BFIT 505 website. See how it's all connected. And for all those teachers and anyone who works at schools, check out the emotional resilience because it's all part of wellness and we need that in all of our lives, I think more than ever. I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at runningnewmexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.